Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. And uh, as we often do, we have, uh, we kind of collect a lot of the uh, uh, questions from the uh, subscribers and the audience uh, members just like yourself. And one of the kind of heavy hitting topics that we get asked all of, all of the time is how to uh, either grow our team, manage our team, lead our team, and sometimes just how to grow, manage, and lead ourselves, right? So I thought what we could do is bring on one of our, uh, our resident experts, if you would, uh, to the Hey Joe uh, uh, podcast and to you, the audience members out there. And, and uh, we're going to talk today about building a better you or building a better team, because it really doesn't really matter if you're just a solo act or you do have the opportunity to lead other people. Growth and building our, our talents as far as how do we relate to each other is so important in today's workplace. And I am joined today by a very special person. Her name is Renee Davis. Renee is uh, uh, at Paragon and Learn to Groom Dogs.com and Whiskers Pet Resort and Spa. She is uh, our resident HR manager, yes, human resources manager. And uh, I am joined with uh, by her today, and she's going to share some incredible uh, information with you. So again, whether you are a solo act or you supervise one to 100 people, 1,000 people, if you're fortunate enough, Renee's going to have something for you that will be very interested. Renee, thanks for hopping on the uh, podcast with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. So Renee, you know, I, I, as I say all the time with all of my subject matter experts, all of the Hey Joe uh, podcast guests, nobody introduces themselves better than themselves. So can you tell us a little bit about Renee Davis? Sure. Um, I have been working in the arena of HR for probably a good 20 years, um, kind of developed uh, coming from roles that were uh, a finance and HR combo and now have just refined myself to working um, into HR. I am a, uh, a certified senior HR professional, which is a certification, the highest cert level of certification that you can receive um, in HR in the United States anyway. And um, I have really just developed my HR teeth working for a variety of different companies um, between, you know, smaller companies, you know, 100 companies to companies that um, are publicly traded of uh, 10,000 employees. Um, worked in nonprofit, several different industries, and I am just thrilled to be part of this team now and um, working in another arena of these uh, pet related services. Well, and I know you're a, 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 just a, a fanatic for your pets that you have. So having a pet-friendly workplace and everything hopefully is a, an extra benefit that an HR professional can definitely appreciate as well. Absolutely. I say that is one of the things that makes this, the, frankly and honestly, the best job I've ever had. 
So Renee, was I accurate in the introduction of this podcast to say that it really doesn't matter again, you know, because the, the Hey Joe listener audience out there come in a variety of different shapes and sizes of their businesses and such, but it, was I correct in saying that it really doesn't matter if you're a solo act or if you supervise or manage or own or even just work amongst several people, HR, uh, a personal relationship building uh, skills are important no matter what size uh, uh, workplace we have. Oh, I absolutely believe that, you know, there's opportunity for everyone to develop themselves, um, whether they're working just on developing their own self, whether they're helping someone else to develop, um, or whether you're taking the approach as a team and you're trying to develop together. Um, the learning process never ends and development never ends. And I see people development and having them rise to the next level of whatever uh, kind of um, career that they're in is one of the most exciting things things and most important things about my job. You know, HR is the one that can be the HR police, making sure that all the policies are followed and things are signed. Um, but, you know, we have to do that because we have to do that. Um, to get into this role and really love it, you really have to be dedicated to that um, developing uh, people. And sometimes we're not developing for the role that they're in right now. We're developing for another role somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, so I wholeheartedly believe that there is room for this um, in any organization, even with any person. And this is just one of those uh, multiple hats that sole proprietors get to wear until you get to a certain size. And then, you know, and then at, at a certain point, you know, the business just makes sense to have this extra support within as, as a, uh, you know, we've often referred to uh, people's talents as their superpowers, right? So Renee's superpowers are, are, are helping uh, the organization now maybe take a step further uh, or any HR manager take, to help an organization take a step further in their development. And, you know, uh, so if we do have those sole proprietors out there, if we have just individuals working amongst other team members, the concepts that we're going to share with you today, I've asked Renee to, to make sure that they're relative and that they do relate to everybody of all shapes and sizes so of your business. So a real quick story. I remember when I worked for a multi-unit uh, uh, pet service provider uh, years ago, I had the opportunity, really the honor to, to, to kind of grow within this company. And I remember the point, Renee, when we got to a, a size, it's very similar to what we just experienced at Paragon, LearnToGroomDogs.com and Whiskers. We got to a certain right. size where we needed somebody like yourself to come in and help our leadership team grow themselves, grow others, and, and, and really grow the business. And, and the, the acceleration then that happened was phenomenal. But I'll tell you what, at first, and you're talking to an ops guy, I know you, you remind <laughs> me that all the time, right? But you're talking yes. operations guy. <laughs> operations and HR, sometimes, you know, they kind of, what kind of butt heads sometimes? Because, you know, operations is like, especially when you're growing in a business, operations might be like, they just don't have it. They just that person just doesn't have it. They don't have what it takes to be successful. And HR pushes back politely, which we have a rule around Paragon and such, you know, polite pushbacks. HR pushes back and says, well, define it. Oh, right. It's so frustrating for operations. But you know what happens really, really quickly is we get kind of pat, we get past ourselves, we get past this resistance. And I personally grew an appreciation for a people-centered approach very quickly because I was convinced, and, 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 and yeah, okay, I had a little bit of a hard outer shell for a little bit, but I was convinced that our greatest strength is our people, and investing in them and investing in ourselves was the best way forward. That was the best path forward. So, so Renee, let's talk, we, we kind of talked in our planning session about 
or in our show prep about bringing maybe three big concepts to our audience today in the short amount of time that we have to spend with them. And the number, the number one uh, 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 topic or the one, number one step, and, and these are things, Renee, you've told me, so I can't wait to unpack these. The very first one is develop self and that, that open-mindedness to learning. So let's unpack that for, for a moment. What are some of the characteristics about developing self? What, what's, what are your words of wisdom in that area? Well, one thing that um, I coach to is, you know, when we think about developed self, many people think of adult learning, going out to seminars, going to um, a training course somewhere, when really when you're developing yourself, um, you, you, I use the 70-20-10 model, which means um, 10%, or, I'm sorry, I'll start over, that's 70% uh, of your learning occurs on the job. It's what you learn while you're doing it. And that can mean anything from developing a skill, um, learning something new and perhaps how you groom a dog or run your shop, whatever that looks like. Um, and then, you know, 20% of that, of your learning comes from learning from others. So do you have a mentor? Are you part of a community? One good example we have is learn, the Learn to Groom community. Um, on Facebook, they, people can ask other people in similar businesses, do, you know, how do you do this? And that's how we learn um, 20%. And the final part, the 10% is only that in which we go to formal trainings. And you know, so I encourage people to really think of their job every day, what they're doing as developing themselves, as learning. Um, I think we all need to be open-minded um, to learning and um, understand that, again, like I said, with the 70-20-10 model, that it comes from different sources in different ways. So just think about how you define that developed self and how you define learning and development. You'll find lots of opportunities in which you're developing yourself, whether it's um, modeling how to have empathy with someone else, whether that be a customer. I'm not talking about sympathy, I'm talking about empathy um, with a customer, with a student, with a, um, another member of your team, whether it's a peer-to-peer -peer relationship or a supervisor um, to employee relationship, uh, learning how to be disciplined in your work, how to be consistent and to demonstrate that confidence. Those are all things that you're really gonna learn more from, from working on the job, watching others, and practicing your own behaviors. And then the 20% is what you're gonna learn from others. You know, find somebody that's a good example of how you want to conduct yourself and model them and work on it. Make it forefront of your mind. And then, you know, you certainly can find some classes and those kind of things that can help in some of these softer skills. But it's really stuff that you learn on the job. Mm -hmm. And you know what I, what I really appreciate by what you're saying as well is that even though, let's say, 70% of what, of what you learn, you learn on the job, 20% is what you learn from others, and 10% is actual sort of formalized training and skill enhancement. Mm -hmm. I would like to think then that if you kind of flip the table just a little bit, and I don't know, I'm kind of going out on a limb, so course correct me <laughs> if you need to, but, but I think that sometimes that 20% and that 10% might have a greater impact even than the 70% that you learn on the job. I just long, long range, mm -hmm. and especially, and maybe as it relates to leading and, and, and growing others. 
Well, and here's how I see it. I agree to, with that, um, Joe. But what I see is that um, the, the, tw the 10 and 20 percent has to be practiced. If you don't practice it, you're not going to retain it. It's not going to make a difference for you. So that's where the 70% comes in. You take mm -hmm. the 10 and the 20 and you use it in that 70% of your time. That's uh, how it becomes point. a part of you. Yeah, yeah, no. So, okay, I see how you're tying that together. So that becomes the 70%. So that becomes how you practice. And, and you know what? And you're absolutely right. I had, I had somebody tell me a long time ago uh, that especially as it relates to empathy, uh, you know, Two, two real quick, uh, uh, I call them Joe-isms, but two, two things I want to bring to the audience. And the very first one is, be careful you're not writing stories in your head, right? Sometimes yeah. our imagination just takes us down paths that all it does is create sometimes worry and frustration at the worst case scenario creates uh, an opinion that's not validated, either about a person, a pet, a procedure, or whatever, politician, whatever it is that you are, are, are thinking about. So be careful not to write stories in your head. So we're going to get a little bit to documentation later, but that's, you know, it helps you kind of get centered again as far as what is real and what is something you might be making up inside your own head. And the second one is there's always a thing behind the thing, right? So if somebody's frustrated, if somebody is having a, a bad day, if somebody's having a good day, right? So not all things with HR are bad, right? I don't want to, I'm not trying to set you up here, Renee. Absolutely. But, you know, Renee brings it's, a lot of great things. It's the good stuff too. that brings me back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but there's always a thing behind the thing. So, you know, sometimes if a customer is, is borderline unreasonable, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's going on right. in your own life. So, just have some empathy. And I, and I really appreciate mm -hmm. that particular empathy and humility, right? So, so that's yeah. part of kind of developing yourself. I love that 70, 20, 10 model. And, uh, oh, and for the Hey Joe listener audience out there, we are going to at the very end of this, and you can go to paragonpetschool.com to download it. But Renee is, has developed some really great, easy guides and information for you to follow. So we're going to make those available to you uh, by going to uh, paragonpetschool.com and downloading the free resources. So uh, definitely want to check that out. So number two uh, point, if you're developing yourself, well, of course, you know, if you are a leader or, in, and again, even if you're just working inside a, 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 another, or inside a team with others, you do have the ability to develop others. Right. So mm -hmm. develop self was number one, develop, develop others is number two. And, and Renee, you know, as we start talking about developing others, now we start kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of expectations. What do you expect? What is expected of you? Yep. And I, I'm sure, you know, Joe has heard me with this and as many as other members of the management team here is um, until we can define what we expect out of an employee, it is nearly impossible to hold them accountable. Um, and on the, on the reverse side of that, if you don't define for yourself what expectations you have, how are you to measure yourself in being successful or not? So, and, and I say often, if we can't articulate it, to ourselves, how are we going to articulate that to someone else? So, you know, taking the time to really set up what expectations look like. Um, not that they have to be set in stone, that this is all we're ever going to do. They set expectations, it's never going to change. That's not the point. We still need to be fluid, but we need to be able to define them in a way that anyone else could understand. Because if they don't understand them, you, you can't hold them accountable and they're not going to be able to reach them in a meaningful way. 
And I'll tell you, I think from an operations standpoint, believe it or not, it should be the easiest for operations to define expectations. But I've often found in all of my uh, leadership roles and all of my consulting roles, believe it or not, I think that's the hardest thing for operations. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. My, I, I challenge uh, management in all different environments, you know, not only operation, but sales and accounting and um, you know, other, uh, my R&D department at one job that I worked at. Um, and, you know, can you tell me what good looks like? I need, you know, if you need to set this employee up to succeed, you need to be able to define what good looks like. And that really sometimes is very difficult for um, employers or managers um, to, to define. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and a good HR professional or somebody that is at least you know, again, if you're listening to the Hey Joe podcast out there, you're getting some, you're getting some great information from Renee that normally you'd have to probably go out and hire somebody to talk to you about or, 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 uh, uh, or pay for a consultant to tell you. So you're getting this served up to you. And I'm just going to offer one very strong piece of advice is sometimes you have to kind of get over yourself, especially in operations, because sometimes you're just too tired. Sometimes you're just, the day was too long. You dealt with too many customers, but at a moment when you can have a clear head, defining expectations is a is a, an incredible investment of time uh, for yourself. So, you know, there's a couple different ways that we can define expectations. Again, there's thousands of ways. Renee, you'd probably sit for days and talk to the to the audience about this. But <laughs> but two ways are written and video. And written, as you would imagine, right, kind of describes what correct looks like. You know what what right. does correct look like? But there is this this growing. Uh, especially I think in our, in, in, man, probably in a lot of industries, but we're obviously just talking specifically to pet care providers, but especially in our industry, the, the, the onset or the, 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 the popularity of video modeling is mm-hmm. becoming more pre- uh, prevalent. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, um, I'm very excited for us here, um, the, the companies that Ma, Melissa Verplank owns, and um, that we are having new HRIS system that we now are able to connect videos to. And whether it's a new employee coming in um, and we want to show them some certain things, maybe it's around safety or how to open the building, many different things that we can push a video out to them now to watch and um, be able to see it performed rather than just living in the world of, you know, either talking to them about that, maybe showing them, but, you know, people forget things. And so if you have that video, you can kind of go back and look at often that helps. Um, So, you know, we're really excited to be able to bring that model into um, our organization. And, you know, with today's cell phones, it's easy. You don't have to hire a big tech company to come in and and uh, shoot some short videos. So, you know, we all have to learn things on a variety of different platforms. You know, you have to see it, you have to do it, um, you know, and, and maybe then, you know, when you really learn something is teaching somebody else to do it. So, you know, I think having these different um, platforms, if you will, um, to provide to people um, and to develop themselves is very, very helpful. Well, and, and, and again, coming from an operation standpoint, sometimes we just, we're, we're almost dumbfounded because somebody doesn't understand how to do something so simple. To us, it's like breathing, right? Like, for example, right. I, I had the opportunity to talk with a consulting client not too long ago, and they shared with me the uh, frustration that they had about somebody not knowing how to mop a floor. They're talking about a 19, right. 18, 19-year-old young person who 
didn't understand mopping. And right. this, this person that, that owned the company, she said instinctively, she pulled out her cell phone and had somebody record her mopping the floor. And she said, believe it or not, it changed their world. So these basic tasks, and to your point, Renee, with technology being the way that it is now and so easy with cell phones, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, oh my gosh, you don't need that big expensive equipment anymore. You need a cell phone and a place to store the files uh, uh, and email the files to Stormway. And everybody that joins your team, you sit them down and they watch these basic things and it's so easy. And how wonderful is that it's duplicatable or replicatable, I guess. It's something you can right, do over right. and over and over again, sharing the exact same message. So um, I, I and love that's that. One of the... Go ahead, Joe. No, no, no. I was finished. Go ahead. Oh, um, that's one of the things that is a challenge often, you know, especially with new employers or employees maybe doing something different, is they may have several different people training them. So they don't get the consistent training because one person does it one way and maybe someone else does it another way. With the videos, you can set the standard and then take it from there. And you can even set the video. I think we might have talked about this on another Hey Joe podcast or maybe for our LearnToGroomDogs.com members out there. I did a Jay-Z 10 or I can't remember where we talked about this, but one of the things I know that came up was a suggestion of even if you video or even take photos even of what a, a, a model uh, employee looks like on the job. Because, you know, it's, it's sort of difficult to explain uh, uh, what professional looks like because again you know listen everybody yep. comes in different shapes and sizes and heights and widths and weights and you know whatever but if you took a moment and said this is what m correct mostly looks like based on maybe a male a female uh, uh, maybe it, it varies by department if you've got a if you've got a company mm -hmm. that 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 you know we used to in extreme heat uh, situations used to allow uh, the back of the house, you know, the people back in the in the boarding and lodging area and daycare to wear shorts outside, but we would not allow people in at the front desk to wear shorts because it was just a different appearance expectation for our customers Correct. experience, right? So, uh, but, but taking pictures of that, how do you explain khaki? That was always the most difficult thing. Mm -hmm. We'd say khaki pants. I've seen khaki pants be nearly white, or maybe it would, they were white and they were just dirty, uh, all the way up <laughs> to almost dark brown, right? So right. how do you define khaki and that's kind of the the example i've used over time of saying you know what maybe we need to take a picture and say this is what i mean when i say khaki right and so. you know it's also a good tool to use to retrain you know uh, many times when i sit down with a leader um, about performance with someone it, it, the, the opportunity is well let's retrain them let's make sure they understand what they're supposed to be doing. Have they just kind of moved away from our standard? And so you can bring these videos back out as part of the performance management um, piece of, uh, of HR and retraining the employees as well. And uh, so real quick, just a real quick reminder, I know we're probably uh, uh, pretty deep into our uh, podcast session with Renee Davis. She's the uh, human resources guru, if you would, at Melissa Verplank's companies at uh, Paragon School of Pet Grooming, LearnToGroomDogs.com, and also Whiskers Pet Resort and Spa. And uh, what she's sharing with us is a, a lot of very valuable information on how uh, companies can start to employ the, the techniques of, of human resources management, whether you're one person, uh, a one person show or a multi-person uh, organization uh, or just working inside of uh, a, a larger team as well. And we are, we're talking about some of these really cool, uh, uh, very helpful points 
uh, about growing, uh, growing the strength of our business. And we talked about first develop self. So we talked a little bit about that. Now we're almost wrapping up the second topic, which is, de is developing others. And Renee, you've talked often about frequent feedback and not just feedback, but face-to-face mm -hmm. -face feedback. So tell, yeah. us why, tell us why you're so adamant about that type of interaction. Um, I think, you know, in today's world with so many, you know, I can text people, I can message people, I can email people. It's really easy to provide feedback to each other um, using one of those methods. But um, I'm sure everyone has heard or has experienced receiving something electronically, you know, something in writing, and you completely lose the tone. So you read it and you take it completely different than what the person intended. So maybe now you end up being a little um, miffed at that person because you read it with a certain tone of where you were at the moment you read it. So I really encourage the face-to-face -face so that we don't lose that. We don't lose the back and forth in a healthy way. Um, you know, we have opportunities, you know, even if we don't work in the same office, maybe you've got some locations around a city um, or people that work remotely, whatever that might look like. We do have, you know, now the ability to um, do video conferencing at really inexpensive uh, methods. So, you know, get on your computer with them and have a face-to-face -face conversation that way as well. Um, feedback is one of the things that I, I probably push the hardest. Um, that's how we make these um, adjustments throughout uh, the day with, the, the, with our staff. Um, and it's, uh, it's about just giving these small nudges. Um, I call them course corrections sometimes, uh, just to kind of just keep things aligned. It's when I have the most difficulty is when we have let an employee act or do a certain thing for a frequent, on a frequent basis or for a long time. And then the manager gets to the boiling point of, I got to do something. And I've asked them, what kind of feedback have you given them? Well, they know how to do it. Well, how do you know they know how to do it? Have you provided them the feedback? And that's a struggle. Um, so, you know, I talk about free feedback in a couple of ways. One, that it has to be um, timely. You can't wait till the end of the month to talk about something that happened at the beginning of the month. And, and it has to be specific. It can't be um, your uh, demeanor towards um, that coworkers is, is not correct. What am I supposed to do with that? Or even in a positive way, hey, great job today. Well, what did you do today that was great? So I talk about it being specific, you know, what did the employee do or what did your coworker do, what, whatever that was. Um, why was it good or bad? You know, there's positive feedback and negative feedback. So what, what was that they did that was good or bad specifically? And then what do you want them to continue or to, to stop doing? So if I'm giving a um, positive feedback, I'm going to say, you know, uh, providing that level of service to our customer really helps us um, to be the leader in the community. Thank you. I appreciate your work. Now they know exactly what they did and what you want to uh, have them continue. Well, and I like Does that make sense? Uh, it, no, total sense. And I like the frequency aspect of that. And some things that just kind of jumped in my mind as you were uh, uh, sharing that information with us was, uh, uh, you know, it, again, it's not all about catching people doing something bad, right? Let's try Correct. to challenge ourselves to find somebody doing, doing something good, find and maybe right. strike an equal balance. Because you know, again, you know, people say, and I, I've read this everywhere, maybe the folks out there, I know, Renee, I know you have read this, there's no, uh, there's no such thing as a bad employee. 
just bad managers. Correct. And yeah. I know now, now again, I, there's probably people right now, just as those words left my lips, people are like, you're wrong. You're wrong. Absolutely. There's bad. <laughs> okay. There, there might be people that are less inclined to be successful, <laughs> but, but, well, and here's but, how but I look at it. Joe. People. So do you allow them to stay in your business? Do you try to course correct through feedback and trying to grow them? I almost think that, you know, if, if they're less inclined to be successful, you do have kind of a responsibility to at least invest in them to see if it, they can, they can amend that. And sometimes it's just our fault for keeping them too long in some cases. Correct. So, yep. uh, it, we, we still are in control, believe it or not. Well, and my philosophy on that, you know, is you provide them the feedback, you provide them the opportunity, you give them all the tools that they need to be successful in that job. And, you know, frankly, some people aren't suited for this job. It doesn't mean they're a bad person or a bad employee. They're just not suited for that particular job. They could excel and be great at another job, just not this one. That's right. Square peg, round hole. So here's, so here's kind of an example. And I, and I saw this out on the internet and it was really, really a great example to make this point was, and, and, and again, we know what you're talking about here, Renee, is relationship building, right? And communication, yes. open, open and frequent communication. So if, if uh, I saw this example, it might be a little difficult to, to describe. So I'm going to give it my best shot. If you take a bottle of water, just, just a regular bottle of water that's full, right? and extend your arm all the way straight out. I believe this was a university professor that did this experiment. It talked about the weight of holding on to things too long and how heavy mm -hmm. that conversation gets, how heavy that relationship gets, and so on and so on. But, but their example was hold a bottle of water out at, uh, and, and, ask, and ask yourself, is this easy to do? Well, of course you're gonna say, well, yeah, it's a bottle of water, right? My, my arm is fully extended. I'm holding a bottle of water in my hand. I'm going to come back and check on you in an hour and you tell me how heavy that bottle of water is. The, the water mm -hmm. didn't get any heavier. It's just that the strain of holding on to something too long becomes painful. Hey, I did pretty good explaining Correct. it, didn't I? Did you see it in your head? You did. You did. Right. That's a great right. example. That's <laughs> a great example of, you know, letting the laundry list build before you decide that I'm going to HR or I'm going to sit down and talk with the employee. Um, you know, if you give them that frequent feedback and just kind of make these course corrections throughout the day, um, it's much more successful than having that big sit down where we're going to talk about all the things that you did wrong in the last six months. Yeah. Um, sort of you know, that doesn't work very well. Deflating being on, yep. the, on, the, on the receiving end of that, right? Yeah. So, yep. all right. So and let's talk I, about the, encourage, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I encourage talk. people at whatever level, peer-to-peer -peer, um, relationships or um, relationships between supervisor and an employee to find those opportunities for positive feedback. That's how you move a culture. Um, you know, we, there's two, two different types of cultures, in my opinion. There is the, the punitive culture, where all we do is write you up, we give you points for doing this wrong. Um, it's just, it's com completely punitive. Or there's the culture that you reward the good behaviors, you celebrate and recognize the good behaviors. You still deal with the bad behaviors or the things that are not meeting expectations through um, coach counseling and discipline, but you really highlight all the good things. That's what you focus on. And then that provides a more positive um, work environment. And then people look to those doing the, um, doing the right things. Um, and that's the example that they're looking for, that they look to, to model. 
So we've talked about developing self, we've talked about developing others, but now we kind of get into the how part of that, right? So it does require, to a certain degree, it does require some documentation. You know, I know a real estate professional and she's always reminding me, location, 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 when it comes to investing <laughs> in real estate. But I will tell you that all HR professionals I talk to, uh, they have their own version and it's document, 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 right? So as I look at that, yep. I look at the work involved with documentation. Again, you know, Renee, we're talking to people out there in the Hey Joe listener audience. These are people, these are probably owner operators or teammates in a very busy uh, work environment. And before you know it, a 10 hour day is clicked by and all we can really even do is just barely keep our eyes open to drive home, make dinner, spend some time with the family, whatever. And then it's, it's like Groundhog Day. We get up, wash, rinse, repeat. We get up and do it all over again tomorrow. But Correct. documentation is definitely worth the upfront effort. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, again, it's not about just uh, disciplining the good, bad, or the, the bad and the ugly. It is also about um, documenting the good things that people have done. Um, most especially if you're in the environment that you want to sit down on a periodic basis and maybe um, each year and just provide, you know, how's performance going. I, I encourage people to have those kind of uh, meetings more frequently, whether they're one-on-ones or um, just having a conversation over coffee you know, not waiting until the end of the year. But the point is, is when you sit down to have that, um, we can't remember everything that someone did, whether it was good or maybe not so good. You need to document it in some way, whether you use the notes on your phone, whether you keep a notepad near you where you can jot things down. It doesn't have to be big and formal. You're just writing down the date, who it was, and what happened. Um, then when we need to come back to that and build a performance appraisal, or in some cases when it gets serious, when we have to go and defend ourselves in court, we've got the information that happened when it happened and wasn't, we didn't trust our minds to come up and our memory uh, to rebuild what happened. Um, you know, even small businesses have experienced where they've got drug into court for something and the courts won't accept um, uh, documentation that is not contemporaneous. Well, and, and even if you just, just try to remember things you did personally, I mean, if, if, mm-hmm. if you should be able to remember anything, it should be what were your accomplishments or where were your areas uh, of improvement over the course of the last week, month, yes. six months, year. Right. That takes a lot of work and, and, and nobody knows you better than you. So how mm-hmm. can you be expected to do that for anybody else? So to your point, making your point loud and clear just jot it down. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's sticky notes and it's thrown in somebody's folder or you put them in your pocket and at the end of the day you just like like playing cards, put them in somebody's folder and then then you can collect and organize those later but at least you captured the moment. Good or bad? Correct. Good or bad. And it's very important again kind of with the feedback thing, let's look for people doing things right. Um, and reward that behavior because that will get us further than having the environment of always pointing out when people do things wrong. We have to do that, but let's overwhelm that with finding people doing things right. Well, and again, it goes back to what we talked about in the very beginning of this, and that is operating our businesses or our own behavior from a people-centered approach. I mean, let's face it, we're all human beings, right? I don't yep. know that anybody, if you supervise somebody, if you're, if you're, if you're put in a, in a, in the role of being a manager, leader, supervisor, influencer, whoever you are, I really don't believe that people get up in the morning and they're getting dressed and they're saying, I'm going to go in and destroy Joe's business today. 
I don't think yeah. people are wired that way. I really don't. I think it's more so they get in and they just don't know what is expected of them. And there's this disconnect. And, and, and guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise a, a great deal of humility in what I'm about to say. I fail at this often. But I'm working on it. And, it's, and, and, I'll, and I, I expect that I'll never perfect it. And that's an okay position to be in. So um, I, I give my team that I'm fortunate to lead, I give them the ability and the license to politely push back because you know what? I don't have all of the answers. And sometimes things are a test and sometimes things are a trial. And I might even start by saying, listen, I think I know that this is the best way to do it, but you might need to prove me right and you might need to prove me wrong, but let's prove it out one way or the other. And, and just that type of humility I've found serves me and, and my teams really well. I try to, you know, I, I don't I don't pretend to know everything. And that's to me, it's so liberating. It's not saying, hey, I'm a miserable mm -hmm. failure and I don't deserve the role that I've been given. It's not that at all. I think it's just the opposite. I hope that others then know that it they're allowed to craft and form and and develop their own skills in those same guardrails. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I say often that we all have our own blind sides. You know, things that we just can't see um, in ourselves or in maybe the work that we're doing, the planning we're doing. So it's really important to, to foster that environment where everyone can feel like they can have an equal voice um, and provide feedback um, up, down, sideways to each other. Um, and when it comes to providing solutions, being collaborative in that approach, just takes things to a whole new level um, in the workplace. It does. Absolutely. And it's so, it, it, gosh, it's so rewarding and it's so, uh, 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 it reduces so much weight, if you would, in, mm -hmm. in, in a relationship. So again, maybe, heck, take this to your, to your personal life. Exercise some of these same characteristics and principles in your personal life, maybe even in your child, uh, you know, growing, uh, growing your children and, and having a positive influence on your children. So what do you do next? So the Hey Joe listener audience out there, here's what, I, here's what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to begin looking at people around you differently. And this is all people in and outside the workplace, but you know, we're talking a lot about the workplace right now. So look at them differently. They are not just coworkers. They're not just employees or employers in, 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 in certain cases, and they're not just friends, right, in the workplace. But what they are, they are partners in your business. So the question is, is what impact do you and everyone you work with have as partners on your business? So here's, here's kind of a call to action for you. Go to paragonpetschool.com and go to the Resources Center, uh, to the Hey Joe uh, a section in the resources center and take advantage of this free information that Renee is crafting and is going to be uh, placing out there for you to, to download. Uh, it's really simple to go get and, uh, you know, share your success stories back with us. Again, this is one of those topics that comes in a lot to the Hey Joe podcast and the way that you submit questions and topics for future consideration on shows and episodes is submit your questions. It's simple to do. Send us an email at Hey Joe questions at paragonpetschool.com. So again, we went through three very important teaching points today with Renee Davis, uh, the, the human resources manager at Paragon, Whiskers, Pet Resort, and Spa, and learntogroomdogs.com. And those were develop self, develop others, and work on documentation. So Renee, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that you would agree to come back on a future podcast and even bring more uh, wisdom to the Hey Joe audience. 
Absolutely. I would love to do too. So I think there's, you know, a lot of uh, strategic human resources um, information that can be shared, but, you know, equally there's some of the tactical and transactional stuff that um, sometimes we all forget about. And that's why you have people like me around, um, but to be able to share some of that information around hiring and firing and all of those kind of things, I would be just honored to come back onto the podcast to help with. Juicy topics for sure. And absolutely, you're, you have an open invitation. So let's start developing those topics now. Renee, thank you so much and uh, have a thank great you. rest of your day. All right.